0: For today's podcast, we're going to do our um, board recap podcast that we do after every school board meeting. Dr. Smith actually can't be with us today. He is in Indianapolis for a bill signing, so a nice opportunity for him. So we're going to go through that. We brought in a couple of other special guests we'll refer to them as. So we've got Mr. Rick Cameron, who is the VSC Chief of Staff. Thank you for being here. Good morning. And then we have Dr. Carl Underwood, who is Assistant Superintendent for Business Operations. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. All right. We're going to go through last night's agenda. We'll start where we always do on the EVSC website. That's evscschools.com. And when you go to that website, we'll go through the steps going over to About Us and then going down Board of School Trustees over to Board Docs. And once you get to Board Docs, you can click here. And as we say each time we do these, uh, really anything and everything you need to know about a school board meeting is in that, uh, is under board docs. So this, of course, was July 26th meeting, and you can click on the agenda, and you can see everything that we covered in last night's school board meeting. You can also see, if you click on individual items, uh, who made motions and how the voting turned out, and then you can see a description, and of course, there's attachments with anything as well. So we'll get into a little bit of that as well. Uh, Once we started the meeting last night, we had good news, and Kim McWilliams came up and actually talked about a very special recognition that two of our schools, North Junior High and Cedar Hall School, um, had with their counseling programs. And they recently were out at a conference and were recognized about that. And we even have some other schools who are moving to that next level as well. So we take a lot of pride in our school counseling programs, and uh, it was nice to have that recognition. So that was good news for last night. Then we moved into our consent items, so we'll just go through the agenda, and if you start with consent, of course, uh, 2.01, considerations of the minutes of our last meeting, and then we went to 2.02, consideration of allowance of payments, and Carl, I'll just stop there for a second. That's something that is on here each time Dr. Smith and I go through a board agenda. Um, what exactly is that when we're talking about allowance of payments?
1: Yeah, the allowance of payments really is just a list of expenditures uh, from the prior um since the last board meeting. So you know, look at things like invoices and payroll, just a, kind of a summary of what's uh, transpired.
0: So even though the school board approves, of course, the budget, uh, the official school corporation budget, they also have to go through and then approve all of these expenditures that have happened over a two- to three-week three period of time. And as you said, it is literally everything that we have spent any amount of money on whatsoever. So if you want to see where the money has gone during that period of time, this would be the spot to go to it. Sure is. Okay. Uh, then 2.03, consideration of uh, employment practices. And for each one of these, of course, you can read more about that. And this is something we always do at the beginning of each school year as we get ready for a year. I don't know, Rick, you want to talk about what we're talking about here when the board grants this authority to the superintendent?
2: Yeah, that's something that we do each year uh, where you have a board meeting like we did last night, We won't have another board meeting until school actually starts. So Mm -hmm. the next board meeting is actually the first day of school. But we have a lot of positions that we'll hire between now and then, and we want to get those folks on in, get them oriented, get them started where they're going. And the board grants this temporary uh, power to the superintendent, to HR, in order to go ahead and get those folks in and get them started. And then the next board meeting, they will come back and retroactively uh, approve those hires.
0: Okay, okay. Um, and then if you keep going down, consent items 2.0. point. Uh, 0.4 consideration to approve policy teacher appreciation grants. You can click on a appre- teacher appreciation grants and see more information about that. Um, then we have consideration 2.05 to approve the 2021 22 school rules. And just something a little bit different about this. Uh, if you're a parent and you're listening to this, you'd be accu- accustomed to receiving a calendar each year that you can actually hang up. You're still going to get that this year. In the past, school rules have actually been at the back of that calendar. This year, we've moved that online. So you'll be able to go onto the EVSC website and dive into that and see what the school rules are. So you'll want to go there if that's something that interests you, as opposed to looking in the back of the calendar that you will receive home with your child on that first day of school. Uh, Then 2.06, we had a change order with a boiler project at one of our school (coughs) facilities. And then the last one, 2.07, consideration to approve a driver-owned equipment contract. And, Rick, what are we talking about there?
2: Yeah, uh, EBSC has uh, bus drivers who are employees of EBSC, and then we have a certain amount of routes that we contract out. And the state uh, provides for both types of drivers, and the state also provides a way to contract and also Uh, extensive laws uh, about entering into uh, contracts with individual drivers so those folks who drive a contracted route are not employees as a matter of fact it it specifically says in the contract that there's no employee relationship uh, employer employee relationship but we do have i think this brought our number to 60 contracted routes and those routes are typically um some of the uh, rural routes, uh, you might see uh, more contracted routes to the north uh, uh, or in the northern districts. Uh, and typically, we've had uh, uh, farmers, uh, other folks who uh, in the off-season kind of drive a sure. bus who have done that. In and
0: really, past. if you're a family, if you're a student, you really can't tell the difference. The The key difference is... Right is that these drivers actually own their own school bus. They so. own
2: their bus. Okay. It's marked as EVSC. That's all in the contract as well, how those things uh, transpire. But there's really no difference when it sure. comes to customer service. Those fo everybody runs at that same high level with the same uh, res- uh, responsibilities and requirements for the equipment. Okay, very good. Thank hey, Jason, if you. I yeah, could, I no, want to back to the TAG grant. Oh, sure. Uh, just because, uh, one... It's,
0: and that's uh, 2.04. So, yeah, let's go back.
2: Yeah. Uh, when we went through that, it, it occurred to me when I was watching you go through that, that someone might uh, ask why the TAG grant has gone through so that policy has gone through when... Uh, those teacher appreciation grants typically come out in December, and that will probably be the case again this year. But there's a requirement, a state requirement that we review and submit our policy annually. So the board did that, um, and I think that uh, the timing uh, might seem odd to some folks, but I wanted to point out specifically that that's an annual requirement to do that with the uh, TAG policy. There were no changes this year, so okay. the board reviewed it. Uh, consented to its approval, and now we're all set when the state does release that money to get that to teachers as quickly as possible.
0: Okay. And just like we say frequently, when we're going through items on board agenda, a lot of the items, it's because of certain requirements. Mm -hmm. So this was a requirement that the board had to meet, and that's why you found it on this agenda. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate you going back through that, Rick. Thank you. Um, That wraps up then consent items. If you move to the next section, that's personnel recommendations. Of course, as we always say, you can click on that and you can see uh, any changes to personnel. And this time of year, you're seeing hires. Uh, We're hiring both classified staff that would be non-teach positions, and we're still hiring teaching positions if we have openings come up. Uh, And so you can go through and you can see who those individuals are and where they went to school if it's a certified position so feel free to click on that for more information that then takes us to the action items from last night our first one was 4.01 this dealt with uh, dental insurance renewal. Um, and you can click on that for more information that pertains of course to, uh, dental insurance for our employees who are eligible for that. Uh, 4.02 then Mr. Cameron, I'll ask you about that because I know you're kind of the guru with policy updates. So you want to talk to us briefly about that?
2: Yeah. Uh, 5111 is the determination of legal settlement, uh, which a lot of folks refer to as, uh, transfer or, uh, Uh, district. So whether you're in district or out of district, uh, and that policy has been updated according to uh, Indiana statute and uh, some of the requirements that uh, have come about as laws have changed. um, And those, uh, so in district, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, No one is charged uh, any fee or any tuition. And
0: when you say district, I want to clarify this because sometimes we use that terminology different here in in our community. A lot of times here when we talk about district, we're talking about a school district, whether you live in North's district or Wright's district or Central's district. I think you're talking about district in terms of the EVSC. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. So it's typically what you'd think of as like uh, in-county or out-of-county. Right. And this policy really uh, refers to that, not the inter district, which would be the north right, right, that sure, this is in county or out of county,
0: okay, um then our next action item, and of course, action items are ones that typically we've presented two weeks before that for. Um, Information and the board has two weeks then if they have any follow up questions, that type of thing, or if they need more information on that before voting. So, last action item last night 4.03. Dr. Underwood, you want to touch on this? It was approving school meal prices, not for students. Students are all free this year. We announced that quite some time ago. That's exciting for all of our families this pertains to adult meal prices. So you want to tell us about this?
1: Yeah. So this is just uh, another one of those you'd kind of referred to mandates. This is a mandate uh, from the federal government that's passed down through the state, through IDOE, and then uh, along to local education agencies, school districts. And so uh, we had to change the calculation on how we um, put adult meal prices together. So there's going to be an increase for adult meal prices for the n- this next school year. But as you said, uh, all uh, student prices will be free again this okay. entire school year. Okay. And this is another example of certain
0: requirements we have to meet. Of course, when we're talking adult meal prices, might be someone who works in the school who instead of bringing their lunch or running out decides they're just going to eat in the cafeteria, but we don't just randomly select how much we're going to charge them. We have a certain calculation that, and that's why it was on this agenda. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, next, we're going to move into information items that were presented last night, and all but one of these fell under Dr. Underwood. So, Carl, we thought we'd just go through these, and I know you typically do present at school board meetings. Oftentimes, it's uh, on a monthly basis for certain updates, and then I know you have some updates that are done quarterly. And I think last night there were some of both with this. So you just want to go through these 5.01 education operations monthly or even just, and of course, you can always click for more information here on board docs. But just kind of from an overview lens, what are we talking about with 5.01?
1: Yeah, so sure. uh, You know, when we, uh, the board approves the budget, uh, typically in the summer, we're getting ready to present the budget for uh, 2022 here at the next board meeting. Uh, These are some of the reports that just measure um, how the budget is doing for that particular year. So this first one, item 5.01, um, the education and operations monthly review, it's really just looking at how the list of expenditures for this past month uh, and comparing it to what the expenditures were from the prior year. So it's just a check and balance of how we're doing in both the education and operations funds.
0: Okay, and you know, before we move forward to the next item, we've said this before, I just wanna emphasize it again. You and your team in your department, and Dr. Smith of course, spend so much time analyzing and following and looking at our school budget and seeing what the trends are. This is definitely something that several of you have a very close handle on with a budget like ours.
1: Yeah, Courtney Boliber, who's director of budget, uh, spends a lot of time uh, reviewing all of these, um, these finances and uh, measures all of this and takes a lot of pride in what she does and does a great job.
0: Okay, next one then, summary of cash balances by fund.
1: Yeah, so this is just a look at where we stand with our cash balances in uh, several of our funds, uh, the operations fund, the education fund, and some of the others as well. Uh, and again, it's just a check to see where we are cash balance-wise uh, from the prior month. Okay.
0: And, of course, this is on a school board official meeting agenda because – you are providing these updates to our elected board of trustees. So you have the nitty-gritty details, so to speak, and you're presenting that so as elected board members, they know exactly where we stand as well. Right. Uh, next one, 5.03 Expenditure Ledger Summary by Function and Object.
1: Yeah, so this is a, the, kind of the thickest report that we present to the board each month, and it's a detailed breakdown uh, of expenditures by uh, different functions and object codes. So anything that the board of trustees would want to look at and see, you know, where are we spending money, whether it be on the education side or on the operation side, they can have a detailed look at what those might look like for the particular time period.
2: Okay. And, you know, Jason, that does yeah. happen on uh, a lot of occasions. Uh, I've heard Dr. Smith say there, there's nothing more transparent than a school corporation's budget and uh, how they, uh, you know, do their finances. But uh, board members do ask uh, questions about those things. Uh, and I know the public uh, ask questions about those things whenever they uh, meet with board members at town halls and that. The thing is, is that it's also a huge budget. So I think Trustee Hollingsworth last night was pointing out during this section of the meeting that uh, just because a budget is so huge doesn't mean that it's also not transparent. It's just that there is so much going on And, you know, uh, managing a district as large as ours, 22,000 students, you know, 3,000 employees, that's a lot going on when it comes to the budget. And, and
0: I think another point with this is these information, uh, this information we're talking about here, it's all on attachments here on board docs. Anyone can look at that. I can't guarantee that everyone will understand what it means. Though I mean, you all are experts, Carl, you and your team. This is what you truly do for a living. But to the general public, it can, school finance can be complicated. Because yeah, but those the general numbers,
2: public you know. can also be confident that uh, third parties have looked at this. The State Board of Accounts. Uh, I don't know how many uh, reviews we do. How many audits? Annually now. They're here Annual annually audit. for about four months. So that's four months. How many folks are in on that? Uh, we just, board? The last audit we just completed, there were 11. 11 auditors come in. And I, I remember there being just a flurry of questions to the business office and the other departments that are facilities, food service, bus transportation that are big uh, budget areas. So, the public can really be confident that this budget has gone over with a fine tooth comb.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. When we, you know, we may throw that around loosely at times. Oh, yeah, we're audited. That doesn't mean one person for one day comes in. I mean, when you say that, uh, an entire team of individuals for four months that going through truly with a fine tooth comb really is amazing. So, uh, and really in the end, I'm sure it's a great check and balance for your department. You all do phenomenal work, but they're just coming through and really double checking to make sure that everything adds up correctly.
1: On an annual basis.
0: Yes. Uh, next item, two-year revenue comparison. Tell us about that.
1: Again, this is just a, you know, another check and measure of uh, the revenue side of our um, district's finances, and it's over a two-year period. Once again, just to compare the um, you know, how is our state revenue um, and comparing that to what we received from the prior year, uh, as well as any kind of miscellaneous revenue, as well.
0: Okay. Uh, then 5.05 two year expenditure analysis through June 30. 2021. Yeah,
1: so this is our first of our quarterly reports. So this comes out uh, four times a year and it's looking at the expenditure analysis of our education and operations funds. And what was a change when we moved to the education and operations funds, it used to just be our old uh, general fund analysis, uh, but now it's looking at um at both of those.
0: And really all school districts in the state of Indiana you have to operate the same way with funding now what makes us unique is a lot of districts are just that small county district maybe one high school a junior high and a couple of elementaries of course we're one of the very largest the third largest in the state but when it comes to how financing works the different funds expenditures revenue it's consistent across all public school districts in the state it
1: we're all in the same boat and using the same um, same rules
0: okay And then the last one that you presented last night, Carl, 5.06, self-insurance quarterly analysis.
1: So this is just a a report that's presented to the board just to let them see where we stand with our self-insurance fund for our uh, health insurance. Uh, Again, it's a quarterly report. Uh, And the unique thing about this report is um, claims continue to come in. Uh, You know, the last month that this would have been through would, would be June. We will continue to receive claims for the month of June for the next several months. So that report really is a live report. It will change uh, for some time in the future. Uh, One of the things that we like to do is look at maybe what the first quarter, how it ended. Uh, By now, you can kind of see a trend compared to the prior year. And then really the important point is to look at where the cash balance stand in that fund.
0: And of course, for uh, any company our size, that insurance piece is huge. I mean, as as you said earlier, Rick, you know, we have Uh, 3,400 employees. Not all of them are eligible for insurance, but certainly uh, a large number of them are. And that, for a corporation our size, is a major, major part of our entire budget. It's a big portion. Okay. And then final item under information, we'll switch gears and turn back to you Rick and that is 5.07 consideration of updates to another policy you want to tell us about that.
2: Yeah, uh this is a great example uh one of the primary duties of the board is to set policy for the school corporation and the Indiana School Board Association defines policy really as the laws of the school corporation so our elected officials Really, two main duties: hire the superintendent, work with the superintendent, and set policy for the school corporation. The this wellness policy, eighty-five ten, is a great example of how that really works. So, the policy that comes before the board really sets down the law of how we uh, govern wellness. Uh, you know, things come up, folks have questions. What is the policy? What's the board policy on the matter? We go to that for the law, but it also sets. Uh, gives delegates to the superintendent the authority to set administrative guidelines, which is, uh, so if the policy is the, what the guidelines are really the how, so how will you implement this policy? One of the significant things for the changes last night was, um, you know, some changes in the law have allowed so that we set a, uh, school health advisory council. Uh, and this allows the, the superintendent to direct that and then, we develop the administrative guidelines with that council, then, uh, and that's that's probably with food service, with uh, the uh, student services, and then with parents, teachers, other folks come in and develop the guidelines for how we uh, implement the wellness policy. So,
0: and just like everything else, really through your office, when anything that falls under policy and related to that course a lot of legwork goes in uh, with you and your team on that and then you bring it to the board in this case this one last night 5.07 is an information item then you'll be back in two weeks and
2: present it as an action item take any questions and then there will be a vote yeah almost anyone that i talk to about it when they ask about policy and and policy revision or policy development for a new policy uh, kind of get overwhelmed by how much is in the process so we there is the, d- the development or the revision based on uh, law changes, but then those go out to the specific department. In this case, it would have been food service. Uh, food service has their input into the policy and the policy changes. Uh, there's another review done by the policy team. Then it goes to legal for a legal review to make sure that everything's in line. Uh, it goes to the superintendent, to the leadership team for one final reading. And then it makes it to the board agenda as information item. The board considers that over that two-week period. There can be questions that come from the board about uh, those. And in the past, we have revised policies between information and action uh, based on board input. Uh, and then uh, at the next board meeting, it comes as action, and they vote to, uh, to accept it or not as far as uh, becoming the law of the school corporation.
0: Okay, very good. Um, Thank you for that clarification. And then final part last night, continued business. Of course, this is when Dr. Smith uh, shares any items that he feels are important, lifts some things uh, for the board. Last night, he talked about two things. One uh, that I know everyone was very pleased with, a lot of enthusiasm with, and that was uh, last week we had new teacher orientation that took place over 2 days it was all of our newly hired teachers whether they're going to be at elementary middle or high school coming in for 2 days of Uh, really learning a lot of information covering a lot of very important topics. Uh, You may have seen this if you follow EBSC on social media. We had a lot of pictures and if you saw any of those you could see a lot of enthusiasm among all of those new new hires. Some of them are right out of college with their new education degrees and some of them uh, have several years of teaching outside of Evansville and their experience and now they've joined us, but all of them are joining the EVSC team. They're going to be working in any of our 40 schools here as the school year starts, and we can't wait to see the impact they're going to make on students and families. And then the second thing Dr. Smith lifted with the board was just again talking briefly uh, again about the opening plan, the 2021-22 uh, opening plan that's posted on EBSC's website, evscschools.com also reminded them that more specific information is going to be continue to be added this week on individual school websites so if your child goes to a certain school and you don't want to want to know specifics about that school you can go to their website Uh, and of course as we've said all along we'll continue to monitor things going on as it pertains to the pandemic and and make decisions and communicate and keep people updated but if you have any questions about school opening and what it's going to look like here in two weeks you can go to either the district opening plan or the opening plan as it pertains to individual schools and i think that was a wrap last night as we always say this was kind of another great example of a routine board of school trustee meeting a lot of things happening that that need to happen uh, and a very good meeting so rick cameron we appreciate you coming in helping with your clarification today thank you good to be here And Carl Underwood, thank you for taking the time to come by. A lot of great information. And thanks for really going in depth with some of those financial items that people may have questions about. So we appreciate that. Thank you. And that takes care of our board recap. Everyone have a great day.